Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Okay, good morning. Um, I don't know what I'm live on, <laughs> but having some issues. Um, let me see. Click here when live stream info viewer content some more. Okay. I am trying something new. We are going live right from the conference center. Thought I'd give you guys a little bit of a background view of what I'm looking at here or what you can be seeing. We got a nice, beautiful uh, conference center with uh, trees and a lake, and it's just absolutely gorgeous here. And we're down south about um, two hours from Puerto Vallarta. So we got to get right into the reading this morning because I am to be leading worship at 9 o'clock. So I've got to get ready for that. So in the meantime, we are in Job 30 and 31. And uh, and I'm not sure if I'm on all platforms because not everything was streaming. So apparently the stream is not working. and I'm going to continue to record this and we'll try and upload it as something that is for later view so anyway sorry i guess the internet speed here has not been that good good enough to keep me streaming live but let's go ahead and look into job this morning we'll be in job 30 and 31 and we will give this time to the lord and ask him to bless it so father thank you for this morning may you just guide it and bless everything that we read bless this conference with these ladies thank you so much for us having this time that we can uh, spend here and these ladies get blessed in the word and bless Renea. She'll be teaching at nine o'clock this morning. Just bless her teaching abundantly in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, Job chapter 30. But now those younger than me mock me whose father I disdained to put with the dogs of my flock. Indeed, what good was the strength of their hands to me? Vigor had perished from them from want and famine, they are gaunt. They gnaw the dry ground by night in waste and desolation, who pluck mallow by the bushes, and whose food is, is the root of the broom shrub. They are driven from the community. They shout against them as against a thief. So they dwell in dreadful valleys, in holes of the earth and of the rocks. Among the bushes they cry out, under the nettles they are gathered together, fools, even those without a name, they were scourged from the land. And now when I have become their taunt, I have even become a byword to them. They abhor me and stand aloof from me. And they do not refrain from spitting at my face, because he has loosed his bowstring and afflicted me. They have cut off the bridle before me. On the right hand, their brood arises, their thirst they thrust aside my feet and build up against me their ways of destruction. They break up my paths, they profit from my destruction. No one restrains them. As through a wide breach they come, amid the tempest they roll on. Terrors are turned against me. They pursue my honor as the wind and my prosperity has passed away 
like a cloud. And now my soul is poured out within me. Days of affliction have seized me. At night it pierces my bones within me. And my nine pains take no rest. By a great force my garment is distorted. It binds me about as the collar of my coat. He has cast me into the mire, and I have become like dust and ashes. And I cry out to you for help, but you do not answer me. I stand up, and you turn your attention against me. You have become cruel to me, and with the might of your hand you have persecuted me. You lift me up to the wind and cause me to ride, and you dissolve me in the storm. For I know that you will bring me to death and to the house of meeting for all living. Yet does not one in the heap of ruins stretch out his hand, or in the disaster therefore cry out for help? Have I not wept for the one whose life is hard? Was not my soul grieved for the needy? When I expected good, then evil came. When I waited for light, then darkness came. I am seething within and cannot relax. Days of affliction confront me. I go about mourning without comfort. I stand up in the assembly and cry out for help. I have become a brother to jackals and a companion of ostriches. My skin turns black on me and my bones burn with fever. Therefore, my harp is turned to mourning and my flute the sound of those who weep. Chapter 31, Job asserts his integrity. I've made a covenant with my eyes. How then could I gaze at a virgin? And what is the portion of God from above or the heritage of the Almighty from on high? Is not the calamity to the unjust and disaster to those who work iniquity? Does he not see my ways and number all my steps? If I have walked with falsehood and my foot has hastened after deceit, let him weigh me with accurate scales and let God know my integrity. If my step has turned from the way or my heart followed my eyes, or if any spot has stuck to my hands, let me sow and another eat and let my crops be uprooted. If my heart has been enticed by a woman or I have lurked at my neighbor's doorway, or my wife grind for another and let others kneel down over her, for that would be a lustful crime. Moreover, it would be iniquity, punishable by judges, for it would be fire that consumes to abaddon, and would uproot all my increase. If I have despised the claim of my male and female slaves when they filed a complaint against me, what then could I do when God arises and when he calls me to account? What will I answer him? Did not he who made me in the womb make him and the same one fashion us in the womb? If I have kept the poor from their desire or have caused the eyes of the widow to fail or have eaten my morsel alone and the orphan has not shared it, but from my mouth he grew up with me as with a father, and from infancy I girded her. If I have seen anyone perish for lack of clothing, or that the needy had no covering, if his loins have not thanked me, 
and if he has not been warmed with the fleece of my sheep. If I have lifted up my hand against the orphan because I saw I, I had support in the gate, let my shoulder fall from the socket and my arm be broken off at the elbow for calamity from God is a terror to me. And because of his majesty, I can do nothing. If I have put my confidence in gold and called fine gold my trust, if I have gloated because my wealth is great and because my hand has secured so much, if I have looked at the sun when it shone or the moon going in splendor and my heart became secretly enticed and my hand threw a kiss from my mouth, that too would have been an iniquity calling for judgment, for I would have denied God above. Have I rejoiced the extinction of my enemy, or exalted when evil befell him? No, I have not allowed my mouth to sin by asking for his life in a curse. Have the men of my tent not said, Who can find one who has not been satisfied with his meat? The alien has not lodged outside, for I have opened my door to the traveler, and I have covered my transgressions like Adam by hiding my iniquity in my bosom because I feared the great multitude and the contempt of families terrified me and I kept silent and did not go out of doors. Oh, that I had one to hear me. Behold, here is my signature. Let the Almighty answer me and the indictment which my adversary has written. Surely I would carry it on my shoulder. I would bind it to myself like a crown, I would declare to him the number of my steps like a prince, I would approach him. If my land cries out against me and its furrows weep together, if I've eaten its fruit without money or have caused its owners to lose their lives, let briars grow instead of wheat and stinkweed, stinkweed instead of barley, the words of Job are ended. Wow. Job has a lot to say, doesn't he? He has a lot to say about his righteous behavior. He, this is why he could argue with his um, f so-called friends that he was, in fact, right with God, in right standing. Therefore, everything he was enduring was not because of his unrighteousness, but simply because God was doing it or God allowing it. And so he gives all of these defenses. One of the defenses you see most evidently is his fear of God. He has a great fear of God. If I'm not treating people right, you know, maybe my arm fall out of its socket. Um, the, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. He had wisdom, and uh, he knew God was, was going to somehow, I don't know if he knew if God would be glorified, but he knew somehow that he would be vindicated before God. And, of course, he is. It just took time. He had to wait on the Lord. That's the hardest lesson that we have to learn ourselves is learning how to wait on the Lord. Very, very difficult. I love the fact that he talks about the, the rights of his servants, too. You can see how back then they had a completely different... He wasn't racist or anything. He said, they're born of a, a womb just like I was. They have the same rights as I do. If I don't treat them well, God, then, you know, deal with me. So they were really more cared for and hired servants in that aspect. Okay, so we are in... Matthew thirteen thirty one. Just get on move over to there. Thirteen and thirty one through the rest of the chapter. The mustard 
seed. And I think just for fun, I'll I'll try picking this up so you guys can get a little bit more of a a little bit more of a view of what I got behind me right now. This was kind of low on that table. I'll try it this way for a while. If you don't mind the camera wiggling around. He presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. And this is smaller than all the seeds. But when it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. He spoke another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three pecks of flour until it was all leavened. All of these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables, and he did not speak to them without parables. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the foundation of the world. Then he left the crowd and went into the house, and his disciples came to him and said, Explain this parable of the trees of the field. And he said, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom, and the tares are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. So just as the tares are gathered up and burned in the fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. Then the Son of Man will send forth his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all the stumbling blocks and those who commit lawlessness, and will throw them into the furnace of fire in that place where there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who um, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet cast into the sea and gathering fish of every kind. And when it was filled, they drew it up on the beach, and they sat down and gathered the good fish into the containers, but the bad fish they threw away. So it will be at the end of the age that the angels will come forth and take out the wicked from among the righteous and will throw them into the furnace of fire in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You have understood all these things? Have you understood all these things? They said to him, yes. And Jesus said to them, therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings out his treasure, things new and things old. When Jesus had finished these parables, he departed from there. He came to his hometown and began teaching them in the synagogues so that they were astonished. And they said, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous power? Is not this carp the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sister? Are they not always with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown 
and in his own household. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. So, parable of the, the kingdom the kingdom of heaven. Um, there's so much you can look at. The pearl that's in the field that he sells all. Uh, it's, it's all about seeing the value of our salvation, the value of heaven, and putting everything else in the back burner, uh, or at least in prioritizing. It's, it's a lot about prioritizing your view, your worldview about what's really important. Uh, the field, he buys the field for what was in it, not for the value of the field. See, there's, there's all kinds of things there. That it is these things that are in the world, but they're more precious than what they're in. And um, so you're supposed to see the value, the extreme value of your own self. Well, it's metaphorically, we could say we're the pearl, but um, we are precious in God's sight. And Jesus is all that matters, obviously. What Jesus was trying to communicate to those people and to us is that we get our priorities wrong in the world and that the mankind was going throughout the world and in those days as well as ours and seeking their riches in every other thing but the kingdom of God. And he was trying to get them to understand this is where the real lasting um, treasure is. And so don't lay up your treasures here on earth, but lay up your treasures uh, for that which lasts, that which is in heaven. So there's our abbreviated time in the Word today. I've got to see if I can even upload this as I was not able to go live. But uh, we'll see if I can get it done. And guys, be praying for Renee. Be praying for the ladies down here as they're having this conference. There's at least 40 ladies here from all over the um, southern area, these little towns around here. And our ladies from church that came down. So in a very beautiful setting in the conference center. They're able to house just about everybody. They're now just eating breakfast, and Renee will be starting with the teaching in about 30 minutes. So I'll say goodbye, and we will catch you guys tomorrow. God bless you all very much. Bye-bye. <music>